Hello. So, shall I dive into the intro, or? By all means, you seem to have gotten the intro better done than I have. Yeah, fair enough. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Jack of All Games podcast. I, today, 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 we're doing a bit of a uh, scheduling update and kind of teasing something that we have in the works. So, it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorty, depending on how many tangentials we enter. Or exit. Gotta funnel them good, man. <laughs> that being said, let me pull up my calendar and we will take it away. Alrighty. Well, as a personal project during this time, uh, I, I, I'll be working on my Space Marines armies. Oh yeah, you were working on painting on those. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I've got one. I'm testing my paint practice on. I he. I am. That's good. That's that. It's good to have one. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make my sacrificial lamb become uh, Johnny No Arms. You know what? He'd be a good way to do it. You know, you're not really losing anything out on him. So. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, he's already damaged. Right. I mean, that or one of my or the uh, the Scorpec destroyer that I had to sit down and uh, patch back together with model glue. But you were telling me over you were telling me over Messenger that he was turning out a little bit more like uh, Age of or Age of Heresy Blood Angels yeah. versus the uh, current Blood Blood Angels. Yeah, it, it's a bit more of a darker red. Um. I just, oh, I, I kind of like the look that he's got right now. I mean, I it it's a half-ass painted job, and I'm not gonna lie, it is very half-assed. But the 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 effect it kind of gave him, he's got that like battle-worn look. Like he's taking some damage and he's still kicking. Right, right. You know, it. He's definitely scavenged some parts off of uh, fucking other armors on the battlefield to put his suit back together. Oh, so he's like mid-battle agent. Yeah. <laughs> Horace Harris, he fucking... Okay. I mean, he, he doesn't look bad, but then, once again, though, that's also subjective. I may show it to someone else, and they're looking at me going, dude, what kind of bullshit is that? You know, there's half-assed, and then there's quarter-assed, and that's not even quarter-assed. So... It's right, right. all subjective. You, you, you'd have to see it in person, and then you, you tell me, you know, like, just what you thought. Well, here in about a week, I mean, we've got Nerd Day coming up, so... Yeah. I'll be going over there. We'll be uh, visiting our game shop, and I'm probably going to uh, buy one of the models we talked about. Probably the uh, cheaper one. You know... We have to hit them like after stock day, man, because they're starting to get a little slim again. Yeah, but nobody's touched Zarek or the Doom sides. I'm nobody's touched any of the Necron shit. I'm pretty much the only Necron player floating in there. Yeah, so I've seen. I, I'm getting to the point where I'm halfway tempted to order a um uh, uh command team. Ooh, off of Amazon. Yeah, it's only one night. Or actually, you know what? It 
Amazon wants 150 for it or some shit like that. I found it online in another place for like 119. Violet, I hope what you're touching over there is yours. So. And it's not coming all the way from fucking Germany or some shit, you know? Right, right. Or. That. Go ahead. I was gonna say, that is something I have noticed. For some fucking reason, it seems to me that a lot of. Well, I mean, other than the fact that Games Workshop is, you know, a European or, well, a British company, you know, so it makes sense it's coming from that way. But a lot of it comes from, like, Germany and stuff like that when it comes for Blood Angels. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm thinking that's a popular faction over in in Germany as it sits. I, it might be. I'm just, or maybe I'm just being racist. I don't know. I, I just, I found it kind of interesting. No, you'd be racist if you were saying all the de- uh, all the Kriegsmen were coming from Germany. Actually, I think that might be Brazil. Or Argentina, I'm not sure. What, the Kriegsmen? I think so, yeah. That's a big faction. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. It's just conjecture. I don't know shit. Right, I, we'd have to sit... Oh, keep them entertained. My daughter has the spray bottle. Oh, God. Yes, it's still surprising that you have kids, man. I am halfway tempted to start building my death company. Okay. I'm not going to lie, I sprayed her with it. Yeah. <laughs> look on her face was what was that and why am I wet (laughs) poor kid didn't know what hit her (laughs) do you have to glue individuals wing oh my oh lovely I heard glue individual wings (coughs) so well yo Shall I get started with the scheduling update? Yes, sir. I I was just trying to fill space while you were getting everything figured out. Alrighty. So, uh... Take it away. Starting next week, we have the RPG Maker Horror Podcast. Now, the only reason, or the big reason why that... Clearly, it's October, so spooky season. That's the obvious reason. That's reason number one. Now... The major elephant that in the room that comes with an RPG mate with RPG maker horror is that it is very easy to produce and not considered how to put it. Good. But, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of you know sixth grade writing that comes out of these some of these RPG maker horror games. It's an edge lord's wet dream sometimes. Absolutely. It's kind of like what was that? Um, you know what, Edgelord Wet Dream is the best way to put it. The the the, the angsty teenage writing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, done by like a twenty-three-year-old who never got to leave high school. Right. No, I feel you. Or never, uh, never got, never got a like mindset, like-minded group of individuals in high school. Right. Yeah, the the lone wolf kind of guy. Well, hi, Dean. You're clean. He does smell good. 
Anyway. Yes, he has managed to procreate twice. I yes, my 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 loyal <laughs> viewers, my loyal listeners. I have I, <laughs> the nerd of all nerds, have managed to procreate twice in all of my sweaty brilliance. All that just shows is you've gotten to have sex at least twice. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, Freddy, I have gotten <laughs> to have the sex. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like how even she's throwing in on you. <laughs> she's going down on me, but not in a good way. Uh, never. It's never a good time when that happens. There's teeth. Ow! <laughs> That's a black and decker pecker record there. Ow! Oh! 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 So as I was saying, <laughs> yes, please continue. <laughs> as I've taken it off on our gen- genital already. Yeah, genitals implied. Um, no, it was not implied. It was heavily mentioned. Yes. So uh, before before we got off completely off subject, it didn't even take yes. long. Um, we, were, <laughs> we were discussing the whole uh, ed- 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 edge lord. Yes. I have had now my uh, our special guest for this episode is going to be my soon to be wife Angel she has played a good majority of these actually these are the only games that I can really get her to play without fighting tooth and nail well yeah that's fairly accurate so <laughs> oh yeah um She'll uh, the the thing about it is get is prompting her to actually converse on microphone. Yeah, she's very shy for longer than a couple of sentences, and then just letting the conversation flow to the two of us, which tends to happen quite often. Yes, I agree. Um, well, if you have somebody who actively participates in the conversation, the overshadowing doesn't really happen until somebody like says, okay, it ends up a situation where like, how to put it, everybody has a point. They're all trying to jump on the point, but no one can really get in on it because no one knows where to start or everybody's trying to start at the same time. Right. It's like, we're probably, uh, between you, me, and Mason, we all always end up at the same point, you know? Just in the recording def- of said point. Right. And this podcast is also meant to show the uh, pros and cons of said um, of said of said genre of horror, the RPG maker genre. Right, because don't get me wrong, there are a couple pretty good games on there. They're 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 hard to find, but there are some good RPG games, RPG Maker games out there. Uh, digging down into, and it's not even just RPG Maker; it's Game Maker. You can do it's two D, uh, it's two D horror. It's sixteen bit horror. It's right. a very it's a very viable medium if done properly. Think, uh, like I like I said a couple episodes ago. Uh, Pilot Corpse Party was 16-bit RPG Maker horror done proper. Right, because they still were able to build that sense of dread inside of you. 
Right. Uh, they. It was all about. How, it, it's all about how you develop the atmosphere of the game. Exactly. Um. And in, and there's a good couple of them that do exactly that. Like, uh, Pocket Mirror is a pretty good one that 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 manages to create this. instead of straight existential dread or I'm going to die dread like Corpse Party they actually create a bit more of like an Alice in Wonderland dread a a whimsical fear okay and now we have our topic for our podcast we're doing uh, we're doing indie RPG makers or horrors well that definitely this this was a schedule update (laughs) So next would be our body horror podcast on the 30th. Okay, body horror? Yeah, um... Okay, actually, have you truly looked at any of the, uh, like, Mechanicus models? Oh, yes. They're, they are body horror in body horror. Yeah. Like, tendrils coming out of places that really don't need to be. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna add that to the show notes in my calendar have you seen the chair the cherub yes i have yeah dude fucking some of the the some of the demons that come out fucking from uh the realm of nurgle are fucking true body horror just fucking ugly looking things charging at you well even okay Okay, even just looking at something as basic as a servitor or a servo skull. Right. Matter like, of fact, you... yeah, I was but... I was explaining uh, servitors to uh, to Mason last night because he's been for some reason he will just not sit down and listen to a podcast. Okay, I mean I don't blame him. Podcasts aren't everyone's cup of tea. Right. But. So he's been having me sit down and explain Warhammer 40k to him. Oh boy. Yeah. Knowing, oh my. Full, knowing full well that I sit down and mix up my characters. Oh my. Oh, and uh, as a side note, I just want you to know and don't elaborate further on this because yes. just because when I say it, you'll know. Okay. Okay. The Silent King does, in fact, speak. Okay. Oh. He whispers in Dante's ear at the end of that short story I was telling you about. Like, he personally does. Oh. Most of the time, he's just too fucking pretentious and high up on his horse to speak. He just has the other two on the, uh, the die of Dominion speak for him. I still like that meme I sent you in response to that. <laughs> That's one hell of a throne, all right. Uh, I'd sit in that throne all day long. Right. <laughs> I'm liable to. You know, uh, nah, yeah. not right now. No. Lost it already. <laughs> not right now. I didn't lose anything. Just not right now. It's all right, Justin. It happens to everyone as they get older. Right. 
So, the Body Horror Podcast. Yes, okay. It's, uh, it's not games related, but it is, you know, a fandom in general, you know? Slasher, right. slasher flick-based games, paranormal games, body horror is what I have for the, uh, the slasher flicks in general, so we can... Okay, we can... I... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, you're fine. No, you had a thought, go ahead. Uh, slasher video games... Did you ever play the Friday the 13th game for the Super Nintendo? Or for the Nintendo? No, I didn't, but that is in my show notes. Uh, the, the Friday the 13th game, both of them. The Nintendo yeah. edition and the uh, the new, the release for Xbox One. Both can be discussed both can be discussed at length. They are in my show notes. Uh that, you can go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. You're good. So, slasher flick-based games, paranormal games, and standard body horror. So, Phasmophobia for paranormal games. Friday the 13th, okay. both Nintendo and new release. And for body horror, that's all-encompassing, clearly. Right. So, body horror in, movie, or in media, we can discuss Ichi the Killer, Tetsuo the Iron Man, Tetsuo the Body Hammer, Ito Junji, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, The Evil Within, you know... Everything. Everything. Right. Oh and my. of course, the Adeptus Mechanicus. <clears throat> Sorry. Warhammer has that way of creeping into your life once you get into it. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Right. It, 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 not only does it creep its way into, your li- into aspects of your life you never thought it would... It becomes like all encompassing when it when it comes to any sort of like leisure activity. <laughs> it's horrible. It's an addiction. I need help. Yes. We both need help. I need an airbrush. That would help a lot. Uh, I need. I need some painting. <laughs> I need some more sprays. That would help a lot. Get get. I need help. Get it. <laughs> So, starting yeah. in November, okay, we are going to be running the Tabletop RPG Podcast. Now, okay. okay, okay, listeners, keep in mind, I have all of our events planned out on a bi-weekly basis with bonus episodes to fill if we so have the time. Right. You, you guys are guaranteed an episode every two weeks. It's just... I keep a weekend, or I keep my certain uh, weekends open in case something needs handled that Family-wise or something. Yeah, yeah, in in my personal life, or I just, I'm getting burnt and need a break. Right. So, the reason we're like seven episodes deep right now is because we've had the spare time to do all of these. So, right. I schedule our episodes on a our actual episodes on a bi-weekly basis. So the Tabletop RPG podcast starts our November block off strong. Right. It's it's all encompassing. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Gloomhaven, Dark Souls Tabletop, Eldritch Horror, any sort of homebrews that we're talking about. Which, well, we'll cover that in a minute. Question for you. 
answer. Speaking of tabletop RPG style games. Yes. What do you know of a Magic the Gathering Tales of Dominaria board game? I have heard of that. I do believe that we made the attempt at playing that with when I still lived over on Bridge. No, that is a different game altogether. Okay, well then I I know fuck all about that. Okay. Because I remember the one that you're talking about. It was a white cardboard box. A white box. Had like six figurines in it. Or it had like the six planeswalkers. Yes. Some terrain. Yes. I think I still have that somewhere. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, movement was completely hexagonal. Right. Yeah. Uh, all of the... Uh, all of your movement squares were hexagon. It was kind of like playing hero clicks, but Magic the Gathering. Right. Now, there is another one, apparently, that I saw while I was out shopping yesterday. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Okay. Would you be interested? Oh, absolutely. Because, okay... I know this is going to fail epically, but this particular episode, I want to try to leave, like, Warhammer on the back burner. Right. Because we cover Warhammer in a lot of episodes. Yeah. We really need to cover a little bit of Age of Sigmar if we're going to cover Warhammer. You know, actually, for a lot of your, like, Nurgle armies, that's where a lot of your, um... Or actually, for a lot of any of your armies, if you're playing Chaos, that's where a lot of your demons and stuff are going to come from. Yeah, it's... A, a slightly modified Age of Sigmar models. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I figured. Um, or a lot of your orcs, too. Same thing. But it, it's not that you can't buy 40k orcs. It's just there's more variety in features and stuff like that you can make them a little more orky with the age of sigmar stuff yeah well i mean on the initial 40k was just an offshoot it was kind of like a persona taking over uh taking popularity from mainline tensei right same aspect right like 40k blew up and warhammer was just kind of sad <laughs> there's actually a pretty dedicated fan base they're, they're, like there's a reason they still make so much Age of Sigmar stuff right I'm not saying there's not a dedicated fan base there's there's a dedicated fan base for uh, Megami Tensei it's just Games Workshop handled it way better than fucking Atlas handled Megami Tensei yeah they actually let them both have their their time in the sun yeah, uh, the, they were able to both have their cake and eat it, too. Right. So, alright. So, what's next for November after um, the tabletop? A fully dedicated Magic the Gathering podcast. Okay. Now, our our special guest for November can take place in either one of these or both. He, Don't matter to me. It's Josh. He runs Wolf Tamer Games on Twitch. Right. I've met Josh. I know Josh. Yeah, well, I'm kind of shilling him out just because I can. Right. Uh, I mean, he's 
he's basically allowing me to advertise in his discord when when it get when it comes close to his uh when it comes close to his podcast okay so we might get lucky right exactly all right so i'm going to shill him before and during the month of november and a little bit afterward all right And plus, I've pretty much had him channel boxed on all of my YouTube channels since I started YouTube anyway, or since he started YouTube, so. Right. Right now, his hard drive took a shit. Ooh. Power Surge fried it. Ooh. So Buddy, that's like, hard. Oh, yeah, and so he's sitting in, like, perpetual recovery mode until he goes out and picks up another SSD. Oof. Big oof. Oh, yes. Big oof. I'm sorry, Josh. My heart goes out to you, man. So Speedy I, recoveries. He's not going to be able to run anything on Twitch for the foreseeable future. But when he makes his return, I will have him... Or I will go back to shilling him heavily. All right. Well, not heavily, but you get my point. Right. As an associated member and all that. When the when the situation arises. I got you. Right, exactly. Now, the, I, the only thing that I have down for... December's pretty light. Okay, no, okay. you know what? We'll talk about, we'll talk about what, uh, the basics of the Magic the Gathering podcast first. So, favorite set, favorite deck, your main deck, favorite game mode, favorite cards, favorite faction within the set, main colors, newest set, the newest set that would be out at that point in time. Uh, That means we actually have to do a little bit of research on magic again. Damn it. Just a little bit. I mean, enough enough to make ourselves, you know, a little bit, you know, not sound like jackasses. You know that does mean we're gonna have to buy a new uh, deck from the new. Se- <laughs> yeah, as November creeps, uh, as November creeps, we'll buy like a dual deck or a commander uh, deck. Actually, the dual deck I just bought is the new set dual deck for this edition. Okay. Okay. So whenever you want to come by and play it, we'll have to sit down and play it and see how it plays. Yeah, cause I it came with both decks in the box. Right, right. So I'll swing by. We'll play it. We'll see how it plays. We'll see if we like it and all that, and we'll talk it up on. Uh, we'll talk it up on that on that particular podcast. Now, I'm not sure when, but we may have to revisit the Magic the Gathering podcast or Ma- Magic the Gathering for one situation only, if possible. What's that? Only because I feel like it could be a double whammy. Okay. I really want to do an, a, an episode on the 40k Magic the Gathering Crossing. Oh, of course. Of course it's go- that's going to happen. I mean, right now we're... It's our two favorite... Or our two favorite games colliding. Of course we are. Like, that. that is one episode where it's like, I really want to do that one. Like... For me right now, Warhammer has overtaken Magic, but Magic has a special spot for me. It's always going to be your first love. Right, of course. I mean, I'm... 
I'm in that permanent. I'm in that state. Uh, I'm in the. I'm in an abusive relationship with Magic the Gathering, and <laughs> Warhammer is my comfort. I just can't <laughs> quit her. <laughs> Magic the Gathering is too strong. No, not abusive, but toxic. Yes, very. It's that bad penny that keeps coming back. I got two bitches that take all my money. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. (laughs) Magic the Gathering and Warhammer, Angel. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Why are you looking at me in that tone of voice? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I hear it. I hear the silent rage seething. The silent rage seething. She is seething. It's pretty rough. It's not. It's not as serious as I'm making it out to be, though. Um, no, I know. Um, so that is the Magic: The Gathering podcast. Okay. And December, we only have. We have. It's pretty scant. It's pretty scant. As a matter as as I say that there's a lot of space between our first podcast of the month and our second podcast of the month. Yeah. Uh the Gunplay co- uh Gunpla Cod podcast, Codcast, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I get what you're trying to say. So it is, uh, what is Gunpla? How did you get into it? Why build types, uses, uh, things of that nature, how to. They're actually a lot of fun. I've actually got to finish a couple. Where to buy and and things of that nature. Oh, I know you've got Gunpla to Gundams to finish. It's, uh, uh, for, for those under uh wondering what gunpla is it's a uh, gundam mobile suit gundam model building that's more yeah freddy's department than mine yeah it's they're fun that you buy kits they come in different styles they come in different grades or the, the different grades are basically like your difficulty level you know the the regular grade is or yeah we'll cover that later on in that episode right i mean it starts at chibi and ends at like half up to your waist if you're five foot six well depending those are exclusive generally only shops get those models right which is why they're a grand apiece if you can find them yeah right oh dude there's a couple of models out there that are just regular grade or real grade models that are fucking 600 bucks no shit yeah they get pricey, but I was looking at a dual set for like two seventy nine one time. I mean, oh, sure. I mean, it's real grade. It comes with all the parts that you need for it for it to be a, a battle scene because they're they're meant to be their arch enemies meant to be facing each other, and they have like missile effects coming off the sides of them and stuff like that and what I mean by missile effect is they have little stands that come up that literally hold missiles in place like they're firing out of it they have little smoke plumes fucking yeah holy like 
it legit <laughs> looks like a like I could take those two, paint them up, and those could be a centerpiece for a display. No kidding. We yeah. should. We should if we could. <laughs> like those would be a point of like <laughs> point of honor, just sitting there, just like yeah. No, this is but, like the this is the decorative table piece. Yeah, that'd be like the nerd table piece at Thanksgiving. Right, right. Your centerpiece, the one yeah. that gets all the attention. Yeah. I, I did get the go-ahead to set up a Warhammer station in the basement. Oh hell yeah! So the moment I get the moment I get my shit together, I will do exactly that. Hell yeah! Um. I have definitely decided I'm buying that case that I showed you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm buying. I might do the same. <laughs> I, I'm buying that case. As much as I hate to drop that kind of money on a case, it's just for me, for like just space purposes, and not having a very big place to, you know, put shit to begin with. It's just well, that it's- would that would save a lot. Oh yeah, not even just that, but we're talking about the Kickstarter one, right? Yeah. Not even just that, but like Kickstarter is sketchy to me in general. Well, it's already hit full, full backing, so it's not like I'm taking a shot. Well, I'm saying there's people who have hit like full backing who have just, you know, pump and dumped. Well, Kickstarter is pretty good about that. They don't charge you now until they actually start shipping it out. Okay, so this is promised money. They hold your money until... Right. And if dude reneges on his deal, he uh, doesn't get doesn't the money. Doesn't get it. Right. Okay, so it's it's kind of like when... Uh, when... Okay, so... For, uh, okay, so I've checked them out. I've actually checked the company out themselves. They already made shit beforehand. This is just a new product line they were hoping to get backed for. Gotcha. No, I was okay. I was I was going more towards when a game pre-orders or sets up right. a pre-order and they've got a pushback and they've already got the money for the pre-order, but they've got right. it back, they return the money. Right. Is what I was is the comparison I was gonna make. So vetting the company is good. I'm glad you've done that. Yeah, no, I've already taken a look into them. That was one of the first things I did. It was like, all right, if I'm going to spend this kind of money, I want to make sure that they're actually doing something. Granted, they are a little mom and pop shop. You know, like not literally mom and pop, but they are a smaller company. You know, they're not, they're out of Wisconsin. Um, they're, uh, they're actually out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. So... It's local even more than that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I've done some research into them. I'm, I'm just... When you're when it's a $30 difference from the base to the full, the full set, and you're already dropping that kind of money, I mean, what's another 30 bucks? Right, and once again, we, we, I'm, gonna re, I'm going to rehash this point. When it comes to the amount of money that we've already dumped into 40K... <laughs> what's another 30 bucks right that's pretty nominal <laughs> dude I, I I actually laughed about it I walked out cause I got I went to the game shop yesterday right right I walked out and I spent 60 bucks 
I think bad. that's a, that's the cheapest I've ever walked out of that store. Uh, that's the cheapest I've ever walked out of that store. That makes two of us. No, I walked out of there and I didn't buy anything, but I am broke, so. Well, that's for different reasons. Right. Like, I came in expecting to buy something, but it just, that was the cheapest I walked out with. Yeah, so walking out with just with just a $60 purchase is, you're doing well. And that was a model kit and paint. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. 30 bucks on the model kit and maybe 30 bucks in paints. Yeah, the and hell, 20 bucks of that was fucking uh, primer. A spray primer. Ah, yeah. I looked at the spray... I, I looked at a spray primer for the Necron because I'm going uh-huh. with... Because I'm going with the Zeracon Dynasty. Right. Their brass spray primer is 30 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. My next couple of purchases in Warhammer are going to total out to $250. Well, that's part of the reason why I... um. I bought just a can of primer and a couple of small paint pots because those were now the bright side is because most of that paint kit that we already bought that war that like suggested paint kit mm-hmm. most of that will end up being used for you yeah yeah that's the fortunate part is like i don't have to go out and get the spray primer but it will God, it'll help it's gonna make things easier at least with your army, yeah. I'm kind of, in all honesty, I'm kind of digging the brush approach. Well, your your army is a bit more befitting of the brush approach. And I'm already going to try a different paint style on them. My army is a whole lot of, like, small fine-tuning type shit. Um, yeah. So the brush approach is going to take forever on one singular model. Right. Actually, you know what? Now that the paint's had time to dry, I'll send you a picture of that model. Like, You'll see what I'm saying. It's not so much World Eater anymore. It's more fucking, like, era. I gotta hit him with another coat. He'll be fine. Okay, okay. But Christmas podcast. Yes, what's our Christmas podcast? This one, I am not to uh this one is very very tentative because christmas is so far away right okay well it's not it's it's so close yet so far we'll put it that way right uh if we get enough you know people interacting i was thinking of making a uh, Q&A podcast okay and then games for the next year that we're interested and interested in and uh plans for hobbies for that next year Gotcha. So it's kind of a Christmas, uh, a Christmas event slash New Year's event. All right. And I haven't planned anything past Christmas. Nothing past January. Um, some mild information for you. Mm-hmm. Quick side note. Um, uh, if we want to build tournament armies for 40k we need to get the codex approved listings for uh 2022 which yes. will be released 2022 so yes we absolutely do yes so i'm just telling you that's a whole nother codex we're gonna have to fucking buy fuck i mean I don't, see, 
I don't see us taking part in any content in any tournaments, but so I don't really see the need in purchasing one personally. Right. I mean, what the only tournament that I've heard of that actually goes down is every Sundays at uh, Trials and Treasures. And I don't even think they do that kind of tournament style. No, no, that's just an in-shop tournament. It's not even. I don't. I don't even think it's Games Workshop officiated. Yeah, no. The other ones are straight. Uh, like no, that's like world. That's Grand Prix tournament play, not not mom and pop tournament. No. Yeah, yes. I'm not going anywhere near a Grand Prix. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> not for a while. I'm quite happy with the way we're playing now. Yeah. So. Hopefully, I'm just saying this. Hopefully, by the time you get down here, I'll have him finish painting up, and you'll see what how I did, and tell me what you think. Sounds good to me, bro. Hopefully, I'll be able to start painting my models by that time too. <laughs> well, I'll you'll take the paints with you. Okay. Okay. Seems no, you you're not going to need them at that point. I'm not going to need much of them. Like I, like I said, uh, I am gonna have to buy another Abaddon Black. Yeah. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I'm going to need Abaddon Black for some of the accents. So, we'll go down to the game shop and we'll fucking buy up a couple of the multiple paints. Oh, the multi paints. Well, like uh, we'll buy cop. Buy another paint pot of the of the couple paints that we both need. Right, which means we're gonna have to sit down and figure out what who needs what. Well, I've got the list here of colors that are here. Yeah, my uh, the Citadel app doesn't give me anything for a Zerikin army set. Uh, go for Sawtack is gold all day long right but nothing for Zeracon, which I was thinking probably just replace a couple of the well the the big issue because you know what the big difference is you know why they don't tell you to change the color or how to do the color differences for them oh it's all up to you Necron are all silver the only thing that changes based on their um, dynasty is the glow the glow and the uh, the cartouche. Yeah, other than that, like you can literally take a Silent King model, and or not a Silent King, but like a Zerikin model. Mm-hmm. Change a, uh, get some green stuff. Change the cartouche on it. Give him a different glow, and he's a different model now. Yeah, give him a red glow. He becomes a uh, destroyer cult. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Is the uh, the destroyer cult. Give him a uh, blue glow. He becomes. Oh fuck! <coughs> I have my ne- I have my codex sitting right next to me, but I'm. We spent too long on Warhammer already. I'm just saying, like that for Necron, it's not that big of a change for it. Right, right. Actually, we actually this is a really good segue. So. So um. Yeah, and we're already at 45 minutes. We're closing in on. Yes, so um, I think I think that is a good re- way to segue into the last 
chunk of our podcast. Yes. Freddie, the bean and I, the bean and I. The bean are, and myself? Myself and the bean? Myself sure. and the bean? Beans sure. and Justin's? <laughs> we got to come up with something for you, man. Yeah, I don't. I, the only nickname that I've ever had was uh, they call me JC at work. That's all. They call me by my by my initials. Okay. Eh. So, just call me eh. Justin. Just yeah. Call me Justin. Um. The Bean and I, Freddie and I, have gone full snowflake. We you, are. You, you wanna. You want to um, clarify that a little bit by what you mean by full snowflake? Because, uh, yeah. I was getting there. So, in 40K, there are many, there are three major different types of play. Okay. Tournament play. Okay. Right. Hey, there's, there's tons of different play, don't get me wrong, but open play ca- constitutes a large chunk. Right of multiple game modes so yeah we'd be doing a narrative open play yeah i was i was including narrative play as a separate entity altogether okay away from uh open play okay so tournament play which is where you measure out your points get your armies together and play the game that's it right Lots of very official rulings, lots of judgings. Next is open play, which constitutes a metric shit ton of game modes and game modes that you create on your own. Then there's narrative play, which is where Snowflake comes into play. Okay. So narrative play is uh, playing battles that take place in the lore of the 40k universe. You have full creative direction to manipulate the lore however you want. True. Uh, I'm picking. I'm. Uh, my daughter's picking at me. Oh. So, anyway, you have full creative direction to manipulate the lore however you want. Right. It is your story. You do it how you want. <clears throat> Which means things can get really fucking special. Special, yes. Special, yes. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of purists out there when it comes to narrative play where there will be, you know, oh no, you can't do that. These people weren't there. They were never a part of that. You can't include them in that battle. Right. Though now, don't get me wrong. I get it, purists. I get it. You know, you you want it to stay how it is. But part of the joys of this game are the fact that you can take things and bend them to your will. Yes. So and as speak. a matter of fact, some of the lore from the tournaments, or some of the lore, was built entirely off of the outcomes of battles at tournaments. Exactly. So, the lore is always changing. What was true one day was is not going to be true tomorrow. Right. I mean, that's why. 
that's why Games Workshop only includes this, that, and the third in their codices and their core books. They include broad overviews. Now, those broad order overviews are, you know, fucking a lot. Right. But then that's why they also, you know, light, uh, throw their name tag on novelist books. Right. Is because they count that as lore. They created a base lore for everybody else to manipulate to their own will. And you just get to play with it. Granted, also, that's where fucking things can get really high school edgelord. Right. So we we have come up with our own narrative scenario. Yeah. And I must say you have done a great job with the writing for it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Taking place, but I, I do because like I was that was a rough draft, and I was like, eh, do I send that anyway? No, it, it sounded it, it, it at least in my opinion, dude, it came out really well. Thank you. And thank the, you. as much as I hate to say it, like I couldn't have come up with the story that well, and it's about my fucking army. Right. So broad overview. Oh, you probably could have, but oh, it, it definitely helps having two heads putting something together. Yeah, for sure. A broad overview of it are basic interactions between the Necron and the Blood Angels all over something I like to, I affectionately refer to as a data glyph. Right. So the Necron want it back because it it holds a powerful Necron, or the, uh, the startup script for a very powerful Necron weapon. The Blood Angels don't want them to have it because, hey, they want it. Right. And eventually, there's rumors that it could do some very, very nice things for the Blood Angels. Right. So the subsequent battles that take place all take uh, in this narrative are leading up to the events of the short story. The the silent uh, the word the of the, the silent. Yeah, Word of the Silent King that came out of an advent calendar that Warhammer or that Games Workshop put out. Oh god, when did they put put that out? Jesus. I'm sorry. No, I ain't mad. Holy hell, I more than I knew about it. And that's saying something cuz I knew quite a bit. Oh. At least I thought I did. It was. It came out in 2020, 2020. It was a Black Library Advent Calendar. Oh, it just came out. Uh, hold on. Last year. So it's new, new. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the 2014 Black Library Advent Calendar. That's when it okay. came out. Okay. Word of the Silent King was uh, one. Or Word of the Silent King was a short story by L.J. Golding that came out in December 2014 as part of the Black Library Advent Calendar. So, does he actually speak to the Blood Angels within that book? Yeah, I listened to the uh, I listened to the audio book, and he does in fact meet face to face 
with the blood angels and whispers in Dante's ear. I don't know what he whispered. I didn't get quite get to finish it, but wait. So we came up with the idea for that on our own, and they already had lore for that. Yes. Why well, I had mentioned that the Silent King had met with both Sanguinius and uh, well, when we were I, coming. I was gonna say I knew that he had met with Sanguinius. He has a death map from him. Yeah, he had also, uh, but we had also, we were also trying to figure out. I had mentioned that he had met with the Blood Angels again afterward. I had read that in a chunk of lore. And we were trying to come up with why they... Fuck me. Yeah, right. So I guess we're playing that narrative, huh? Yeah, uh, apparently. Or our version of that narrative. Absolutely. Okay, I'm done with that. So... That... It's going to take some reworking. It is in the works, but I do have the uh, beginnings, beginning of the first session written out and plan- planned out if you would like to hear. Oh, by all means. Okay. Let me get my dramatic reading voice on. It's just as monotone and standard as my normal reading voice. I'm so glad for that transition. <laughs> <clears throat> And let me get a drink of Pepsi. Speaking of, <coughs> I must grab one of my own. One moment. Oh, uh, you oh. know, this is the one bright side about having the podcast being done off of my phone. You can stand up and move. Yeah, at least with the remote. Right, right. Give me one sec. Yep. So, yes. We had come up with an entire narrative based entirely around a meeting with the Silent King and current members of the Blood Angels. Just for yes. me to turn around and discover. Uh, I was filling silence just for me to just turn around to discover this short story, which means we're playing into this narrative. So, ready? Yes. Move up. Begin. So, sir, sir, go ahead. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Move up. These two words crackled like static through squad three of the Blood Angels' helmets, signifying the further plunge into the derelict metallic caverns beneath. The only sounds following the issued command were the sounds of gear rattling and boots scurrying with a hurried yet precise clicking across the stanic ground. All clear. The heads up given when a room sweep has concluded with nothing rang through the helmets. Soon they were at the back of the corridor. Unit 3V piped up after the all clear was given. Commander, what exactly are we doing here? All the fighting is being done planetside with Rafen and the others. We should be assisting our brothers. I agree, but orders are orders. Commander Dante has discerned something of extreme value is in this shithole. Orders are orders. 3A directed at back at 3B. This line of questioning was extremely uncharacteristic and would need to be rectified immediately. A door slid open at the back of the hall, prompting the three-man group to jerk their bolters back to attention. The faint glow of green pulsated from the now-exposed room. 
3C scanned the area around the door and motioned for the rest of his crew to step forward into the sepulchrine enclosure. All clear. Weapons lowered, they approached the source of the glow. A small cube-shaped structure just big enough to fit in the palm. 3B checked for booby traps and gave the signal to secure the package and stepped back to guard the door. 3A grabbed the cube and motioned for his crew to begin their ascent to the surface. No sooner that he made that motion, all the lights in the labyrinthine structure snapped on, startling the crew back to a combat-ready combat ready stance. The faint skittering of metal on metal could be heard around the room. Soon, several brass skeletons armed with long, glowing cannons stepped into view. One more command was issued, but not over comms. One single word rang out in open air, issued by 3A. Fire. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, I really enjoyed that story personally. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Oh, me neither. I literally wrote that as I was laying in bed trying to take a nap. Dude, it came out really well done. But mm, that is going to be... Thank you. That is going to be the... Thank you very much because I was was a little concerned. First off, sepulchrine's not even a word. But it, it... I know it's not, but it... Think about it. What word was a word until it was made a word? Oh, absolutely. But it was meant to be a uh, description, likening it to the word to an actual sepulcher. So, right. It got my point Necron, across. Necron are mummies, so uh, they their their whole uh, their whole thing is a tomb world. Right. So. Hell yeah, very well done. And that'll be the structure of... That'll be the structure of things going forward is whatever out... You guys won't know anything until the podcast comes out, of course, but whatever outcome that we see playing the game... We'll will dictate how that story goes. Right, and then... Well, I'll discuss the rest of that with you after the podcast, because... Gotcha. Thinking of putting up some behind the scenes, but mm. yeah, no, for sure. We'll we'll cover that after this. Absolutely. Um, then, but that 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 is the beginning uh, the beginning narrative to our campaign leading up to the word of the silent king, which is like I said, it really is something to look forward to now. Hearing that kind of backstory to it, it's like. Now we're just playing our own version of that fight then, I guess. Right. Which is... Which, once again, we tried to sit down and come up with a way that did... Uh, with a storyline that did not break narrative. Or that did not break lore just simply because we, I didn't want to hear about it. Right. And somehow we didn't break lore. We didn't break lore, but... We did. We're snow. We're snowflake enough to make some people go, mm, but not so snowflake where it just breaks everything. Right. Well, we're not looking for a way. We're not coming up with a way to resurrect the uh, 
Sanguinius or fucking Emperor of Man. <laughs> right. We're not trying to find fucking Vulcan or something. Right. We're not doing anything that's just that outlandish. Damn it. You know, I was trying to you know, once when, when I found out about that occurring, I hadn't listened to it because I wanted to listen to it together to hear what it said. And then you said you listened to it too, you fucker. I'm sorry. I didn't know. If I'd have known, I, I would have just left it be. I did say it when I sent you the fucking message telling you that it occurred. Oh, shit. Oops. I'm sorry I didn't read that chunk of it. Honestly, though, if I would have read that chunk, I would have left it alone. and we Oh, dude. To it. I ain't worried about it. That just means that I can listen to it now and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> right. I mean, we can still listen to it when I go when I go over that way. It's good. If nothing else, it's good ba- painting background. Good painting background and a good way to spark discussion. Yeah, you know, pause it when something comes up that you know you find interesting or find some certain points throughout the story that we can incorporate into our own. Right, right. <laughs> Once again, make it a little bit more snowflake. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry, stretching. It has been a tiring day, but uh, I think that about does it for a scheduling update and project up project update. Yeah, and it's about a regular length. It's an hour long. Yeah, so I'm going to say go ahead and close it up here. I'm going to go ahead and shill our social media. You can find us on Anchor Podcast, on Spotify, on and on Google Podcast. If you want to support us, just go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and say subscribe on Anchor Podcast. Yeah, pretty much. On Anchor, on Anchor FM. And that subscription will help us out immensely. It'll help us get Fred, get Freddie over there an actual, like, broadcasting microphone. It'll help us make yeah. sure to be able to stick to a week, a bi-weekly skit. Well we're sticking to a bi-weekly schedule but hopefully if we make enough we might we'll be able to make it a weekly schedule right a more permanent weekly schedule not eh, maybe we'll do it this week and eh, maybe we'll do it next week right it'll also help put uh put uh put, how to put it put money will... into funding some of the games that we would need to research for us to give you a basis on other things or on right. different hobbies not just games we are mostly inclusive on nerd like hobbies right and once again if there's anything that you find interesting if we can find it we'll give it a shot right like please fire away on social media and see if you want and whatever it is that you want if we can find it we will do so we will put in the effort to do so as a matter of fact a buddy of mine just made us is in the process of making us a custom shogi board hell yeah uh gufu shoji okay a, uh, a variant thereof six squares four pieces different rule set right a more so, quick uh, it, it's a quicker strategy game right right and so. it fits in a travel bag you can also find us on facebook at jack of all games podcast and Twitter at Jack of Most Games, and of Sick. course on Anchor. F- I've mentioned Anchor. 
and yep. on Reddit as Jack of All Games Lounge. No. Jack of Okay. Jack of Most. Jack of Most Games okay. Lounge. That one's Jack of Most as well. Yeah, Jack of Most Games. And Jack of, at Jack of Most Games Lounge. Okay, I'm going to have to edit that again then. Okay. That's fine. Because it just was Jack of Most Games. So, okay, yeah, I'll edit that. All right. There, we will, uh, for the moment, that is how you can find us. There will be edits, but we'll come up with that later. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed, please consider supporting the podcast. For now, I hope you guys enjoy whatever it is you're doing at whatever time of day it is. And be and, safe on your commute. Yep. Have a great day, night, morning, whatever, and later.